look at this. You're room. talking about the Mustafa bus. Nobody smashed anything. What? In fact, I made a deal with Mustafa. He was going to help me find out who the people were. Another thing, Inspector Moore and I weren't even there. What the hell's he talking about? Doesn't it bother anybody that there were no weapons found, no explosives? We'll find them. Meanwhile, the people are still out there, and they're going to blow hell out of half this city. And meanwhile, you're telling everybody how great we are. All right, Callahan, button your lip. That's in order. Captain, you want to jerk all these people off, you can, but don't do it with me. That's it, Callahan. You just got yourself a 60-day suspension. Make it 90. 180. Give me your star. There's a seven-point suppository, Captain. What did you say? I said, stick it in your ass. Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and we're going to be doing our a continuation of our Dirty Harry series. We're holding down the fort, and this time we're coming up with The Enforcer, a 1976 uh, Dirty Harry film. This one was directed uh, by James Fargo. You know, obviously it stars Clint Eastwood. This time around we have Tim Daly in there as well. Uh, the basic premise, which I just took off of IMDb, is uh, San Francisco Inspector Dirty Harry Callahan must foil a terrorist organization made up of disgruntled Vietnam veterans, but this time he's teamed with a female partner, Inspector Kate Moore, with whom he's not too excited to be working. Now, I, I think that's a little bit off because there are some of them are Vietnam vets, but I don't think all of them were, right? Just I think one or two of them was like the Special Forces guy. Yeah, what? it was kind of a, a variety of people okay. <laughs> in that group. I yeah. Think. That yeah. was my impression. Yeah, because it. it was it was like a it was a left wing organization, but they really weren't, or at least the or at least most of them weren't real believers, yeah. and so they just wanted to do that for the money. So, um, and again, I want to yeah, point I think out that's where uh, where Die Hard picked up the trick. I'm assuming. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> like, um, wow. And so uh, these movies do like a lot of action movies from the 80s and 90s. Really, yeah. Oh, and I think also all Arnold Schwarzenegger movies probably or most owe a debt of gratitude to the Dirty Harry movies. Um, oh so, yeah, yeah. Now this is definitely going to be a late night movie review because it's at, Brendan gets tired after ten thirty, so you know we'll be we'll be a bit uh, off topic and meandering. Um, yeah, we're not going to be handling this in a very structured way. I think. Uh, so I don't know, Adam. What did you think of this movie? What was your reaction to it? initially not good the first few scenes are really super formulaic and they're honestly pretty stupid i mean the the hope the scene with harry driving the car into the store it was just like this uh, this this is just i don't know it was it it, it just it felt yeah, I just felt like from a comedy, and usually like when in previous movies, Harry, even when he does something crazily violent, there's at least usually some kind of sense to it, or it's a smart idea. Whereas this just felt like I don't know, it just felt stupid. I and it just uh, you know, it's like then he gets chewed out by his boss, and it's like, which whose side am I supposed to be on in this? Because. I'm completely agreeing with the boss. Oh, the, I can oh, tell the, he's supposed the, to be an asshole. The $14,000 in damage that he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just like, yeah, that's all quite reasonable. I don't know why what Harry's getting upset about here. But yeah, I, I don't think it's initially I was just like, this is 
No, this it just felt it just felt like they'd kind of lost it. Hmm. But but once we got into the scenes with Tyne Daly, when she entered, she was hmm. really good, and I felt they were playing off each other well. Yeah. Things start to get interesting, and uh, you know, then we have uh, what's his name? Yeah, Albert Popwell. It's like he's really great at this. You mentioned he was going to have a bigger part in this yeah. movie, and. Yeah, his part's really interesting. It added a, lot, a good element to it. So there, there was a lot. I think, you know, basically the whole Tyne Daly plot worked really well. I mean, at least her character was really yeah. good. Um, the villains started good. Like, I felt like during the initial mm. robbery scene where they steal the weapons, I was kind of like, wow, this yeah, is a, yeah. kind of an interesting group. After that scene, they're just kind of there. We never mm. really connect with them again as characters i felt you know during the during the later scene on alcatraz i i just didn't feel connected to who was who. it's like i'm just like okay it's yeah. that guy it's that guy they're shooting yeah. whatever but it, so on the villain scale it i'd say it's in the middle it like yeah. it was better than the last villains but they're, they're yeah. clearly not in scorpio scorpio is a very high bar in this series just, yeah I, I, i'd be interested i'm going to be very interested if we get to the next movie what your reaction is to those villains um okay but uh but yeah th this is probably like first movie aside because that's a whole other level of movie i think this is my favorite yeah. in the dirty harry series i think i think it's yeah. yeah, and and I and th this is one of two that are the favorite, but I don't want to get into the other one because we're going to continue watching the series possibly. Um, sure. But I sure. and I think I think it's because uh, and I I kind of agree with you like that the the opening scene where they steal the oil truck thing that felt uh, almost yeah, I tried to yeah. skip over that yeah. scene yeah that it, go ahead it, it it the beginning of the movie almost ha it has. Well, the whole series at this point is kind of more fun than like, you know, high bar. You yeah, know what I mean? it is. So, well, it's, it's, it's kind of it's, weird, actually. I mean, we'll get to the ending of the movie, it, but totally it's, it's a little all over the place. It, it is. It is. But what I'm getting at is it's a little similar to the Friday the 13th movies for me. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Where I like the series and there are some high mm -hmm. points and low points. Um, but that opening scene, I don't know why that opening scene kind of it reminds me of a Friday the 13th movie for some strange reason. I don't. I think because oh, it's, sort it's of... got a, it. There's definitely that could be a horror movie yeah. opening. I mean, you could you could definitely go there from just that scene and yeah. knowing nothing else. But now the yeah. the flower shops. I actually kind of like the flower shop scene only because that obviously at this point, like every Dirty Harry movie, he he has to. This has to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like this is well. There needs to be a scene like that. Yeah. I just wish it had been something. Different. More clever was he, than was that. he eating I mean, this time around? I can't remember. I saw it like I don't last think night. he was eating, but okay. uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, like you say, it is it is definitely a precursor of the whole yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger line. It's like, oh, he wants a car, I yeah, give yeah. him a car, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but it, it just, I don't know, it just, it just didn't work for me in this context, okay. But. And and you're right. Total. This one is totally all over the place because I think it uses more humor than the other. Uh, yeah, and the humor. The I don't mind humor. I yeah. just didn't feel like this was a good joke for this movie. You know, necessarily. Oh no, I'm not saying with that one. What I'm saying is generally the the overall. Oh, okay. I think the movie uses more humor than um 
than say the first, especially the first. I mean, the first one yeah. is not you know not not a lot of humor. Uh, any any humor is like unintentional or there you know a byproduct of something terrible happening in the first there, one. There is real humor in the first one. I mean, well, you know, you've got kind of the jokes between the cops and you know stuff yeah, like that's, that. And there's like you know I'm there's, all broken up about that man's rights, but. Yeah, it's but it's yeah. all grounded in something. Do you know what I mean? Like it's different. It's real it's people making jokes in the moment in the yeah. story. There's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You know, a higher there's, level. Of there's not like the, like the whole thing at the end of the movie where after the end the aftermath where the the lieutenant no not the lieutenant the captain shows up and he's like we've got your money we've exceeded your we we've agreed to your demands and like the whole yeah. situation you know it's like it's like a comedic there's a comedic rhythm to that that is that is more like of a 1980s movie variety than a night. Do you know what I mean? Um, at the end of the movie you're talking. Yeah. About the end of the movie, the, but I'm saying there's yeah, a lot of that in the movie, but yeah, there is. Yeah. And it's, it's a very, but it's a very, yeah, it's a very dark comedic moment there at the end. It's yeah. just like pure, because well, uh, I, I, the ending really impressed me. Like I said, it's, yeah. it's both funny and dark at the same time. Well, and I, well, funny isn't even really the right word, but you know what I'm getting at. But, but that's the thing. Yeah. What, what I like about this movie is it, re- it does a really good job. I think of balancing comedy and seriousness in scenes it, like that where, yeah, no, a lot of the movie does. I, I agree. And that's why, that's kind of why the beginning, I'm just like, ooh, you put this at the front of your movie. It's like, there's a lot of good stuff. I honestly, if, if this had been like me just watching these on my own, kind of going through, mm. I might have, after the, that first flower shop scene, been like, uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know, series, series has lost it. But you, because yeah. you, you'd sold me on this. Yeah. Well, I was going to have to review it anyway. Well, but, yeah, because you sold me on. I was like, okay, I'm going to carry through, and it was totally worth it. I, I'm glad I and, kept watching. But. And the beginning of the movie, I can see where you would be that way because it's got the opening yeah. scene with the oil truck. I think it was an oil truck, and then it's got the scene with the guy faking a heart attack at the oh, restaurant yeah. and then it's I, got I the flower shop. That, yeah. that was, that was a funny scene. Okay. It felt, it felt like a legitimate, yeah. it was, I mean, it was definitely more comedic than something you'd expect yeah. in the first movie, but it yeah. still felt, it still felt in character. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy, what do you say? He wanted, he wanted, he enjoyed the ride in the ambulance and he was mad that Harry yeah. interrupt, you know, uh, yeah, it was yeah. funny too because when that I was expecting that character to be a, a recurring character in the movie after that scene, yeah. the first, could've, yeah, could've yeah. Done that. Um, it's probably for the best that they didn't. Um, uh, no, it could have gotten it could have gotten silly, but uh, but but the it, other it worked, it worked as a one off. The other reason I think it works is at this point they're they're the first like this movie has more heart to it. Than most of the other Dirty Harry movies, like even the first one, isn't a, yeah. it doesn't have a it doesn't have heart. It's not meant to. It's not you know it's not that kind of movie. No, that this has heart, and that's why I think the ending is so effective. Um, yeah, the ending really landed. I was mm-hmm. I was surprised. I, I actually because I I do think I saw this back decades and mm-hmm. decades ago. I really didn't remember anything as far as plot, but that there was just this piece of the ending in my head through the whole movie i was like oh so when i started yeah. watching like oh shit i think she dies <laughs> yeah and i was kind of dreading it. i was like hoping i'm wrong because i really like this character but i'm like i don't think i don't think she's gonna make it yeah and the other thing too uh, about this one is it's similar to the first one in that the dirty hairy character evolves over the course of the movie whereas in the, like in the first one 
it's it's more of like a you know uh in a way a dark turn downward into some you know like as yeah he, uh and this one is you know he he clear they they set it up where you're almost. It's almost like they set it up like they want the audience to be rooting for Harry being against these changes to the police department. But then, as he has experience with the female partner, it you know it's it's it, you know at least in her case you know maybe maybe you know he doesn't you know he's, yeah, his views he's aren't really, so the, yeah yeah the, looking at these movies from that angle it's always very conflicted it seems like there's there's so many things going on in these movies that uh it, it's it is always hard to go with one ideological line yeah. that it's towing well that's part of the fun of the film you know like like uh-huh. I, I i think i think uh i think it's kind of doing that on purpose do you know what i mean um yeah, I think I think you're right to an extent. I mean, well, some of it, some of it obviously is just Hollywood being somewhat timid. Like, like I said, the whole thing of oh, they're 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 this this you know this 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 group is just criminals. Actually, they've got this whole ideological traffic. If we're going to play with them being some under underground group, but but no, they're just they're really criminals. So you don't have to worry about yeah. what their ideologies are, and there's no chance you'll agree with them. So yeah. it's a nice safe way of doing this plot line well there was also like kind of a something funny about it too because they start out as like what the people's liberation army they're just some kind of oh, like, it's funny yeah, too yeah. I, it works i'm not it well, does it's I, it is I mean, it works in of itself the fact that it's also a nice safe way to do this mm-hmm. kind of a plot in the hollywood movie doesn't yeah. change the fact that it yeah people that are using ideology just to make a buck being criminals it's a thing that happens. So. Well, I just like that they're kind of like almost anarchists, and then in the end, they're actually capitalists. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the yeah, the, you know yeah. Um, but also, it's it kind of is a callback to Scorpio because that was, Scorpio's whole thing was he wanted money. Remember, he wanted them to give him money in like a plane ride somewhere. Yeah. So, oh, it, it, yeah. That felt very familiar um, from the first one. But uh, one of the other things I liked about this movie: number one, they start with the Giorgio. Who we've seen in all the movies, he's been in every movie up to this point. He's now Harry's partner at the start of the film, and then he gets killed in that scene that you were talking about when we first see the the, the terrorist yep. group stealing the weapons. He gets stabbed, and he dies in the hospital later in like kind of a somewhat dramatic scene with Harry. I liked yep. that this wasn't like part two where they introduce a new friend that we didn't know about for Dirty Harry to have him killed later on. Yeah. This is a guy yes. that we've, we've come to like, and we, you know, like you, you have like, he's been in enough dirty Harry movies now, and he's been enough of the scenery that it matters when he dies. And also it's the first time we get to see one of Harry part, one of Harry's partners die before he gets a new partner. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, a yeah, um, yeah. it's all within the film. I thought that, that was different and interesting and uh, and also just gave it a little more weight than it otherwise. And also, DiGiorgio is like the last person you really want to see killed because he's like the guy who's like slowed down because he just ate too much pasta or, you know, he's, he's he, you know what I mean? He's, he's this character that you just yeah. don't want him to die. You know, the, you want the lieutenant to die or somebody else. You you know, know, like, as soon as I saw him riding in the car with Harry at the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, you're going to do that. Oh, I just knew he was dead the second <laughs> I saw him sitting there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, so I like that. I also like, you know just the the banter and some of it like harry gets demoted yeah. to personnel after the 
after the flower shop scene, right? He gets demoted to personnel and he says, you know, yeah. and he's like, personnel, that's, that's for assholes. And the, and the, and the captain's like, I was in personnel for 10 years. You know, just all of these, again, it's, it's very reminiscent of the stuff that we became accustomed to in the eighties, but I feel like it was kind of still being shaped at this point. Do you know what I mean? The, the, you know, and there's a lot yeah. of banter like that. There's the, uh, what is it? The, the seven pointed suppository when he hands his badge to the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you. I mean, well, the, you already talked about where his, his partner gets uh, killed. The hospital scene. I mean, that is just so, so archetypal yeah. as far as things you would see over and over and over again when you were young. And and also, uh, it's this staunch masculinity from the seventies where. To Giorgio, you know, asks Harry to stay and he puts his hand on Harry's hand and like it's it's like a it's it's not a tender moment. You know, what I mean, it's like like Harry is not he almost bristles, at, you know, yeah. even though he's being there to support him. And, he you know, he obviously is moved. There's this discomfort with the intimacy that goes, yeah. with that, you know, uh, so in yeah, a, it was handled well, actually, I think. Yeah, I, I like that scene. It felt it felt believable to me. It felt like, you know, it wasn't sometimes those scenes can get too sappy and too perfect. You know what yeah. I mean? And a lot of times people don't react exactly the right way. And there was just enough of that discomfort with it on Harry's part. But you could still tell that he was moved that I thought of, you know, that it worked. But he still had a job to do, too. So he's kind of like, you know, it's not like it's not like, you know, I, I feel like in a modern movie, they would have dwelled. We would have had the funeral. And then there would have been, you know what I mean? But we didn't have to have all that in a Dirty Harry movie. Um, no, no. This movie, well, I mean, this movie is really short, too. I think it's, what, yeah. an hour and a half? I, Something yeah, like I was that. at like one point, at one point I, I, I paused it. I saw the time. I'm like, there's only half an hour left in this yeah. movie. Oh, my God. It's, uh, I mean, this, this movie actually, I, I'm usually for movies being economical. I was like, this movie, I, I actually could have used some more, some more detail in spaces but uh not where you're talking about yeah. like you say i think that was that was ideal but i think i think you may have gotten a little more out of the movie if we had seen a little more of what was going on with the criminals because yeah. like i said it like I said, they, they I, it felt like there was going to be more going on with these characters yeah. during that initial robbery scene and then yeah. Just, I don't know. I felt during the second half, I disconnected with them. I, I, some of the stuff I liked, like I like how the, I like their connection to the church. That church that had the uh, yeah, you know, yeah, because that, yeah, that, that. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was saying that that I mean, there was the connection to the church, but it was pretty tenuous as far as how it all fit together. But, it, but go ahead. Well, it was it was how Harry finds out. It was like the part, the way he finds out where. Yeah. Uh, but also just the fact that. It's what I liked was it set up this idea that there are these true believers that are connected to the organization. Yeah. And true, also true. the point. the priest there felt like that's a type of priest that existed back in the seventies and eighties that you don't see so much yeah. anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like a counterculture type priest, yeah. you know, or, or he, you know, he, he just, he's despised Harry from the moment he met him. Do you know what I mean? And, and didn't hesitate yeah. to say it. Um, and, and, and there was, and again, I think I think the other thing that I like about the the terrorists, even though I agree with you, we don't get we don't get like a, 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 a Hans Gruber out of the group. Do you know what I mean? Like the leader, the leader gets kind of close. He's got a striking look, but there's really not mm -hmm. there's not. It's not like he has like a moment where he explains himself or where we know 
what's motivating well, I, him. I didn't even I didn't even need that, but I just feel mm-hmm. like because there was kind of this interplay between those people during mm-hmm. that robbery scene, and it felt like it just felt like there could have been some internal drama uh, between those people. Yeah. Or, I don't know. It just felt like it was well, built the, into something like the that. internal drama was the guy wanted to take the body of the girl that died. I think they were a couple. I'm not sure. Yeah. And the other guy was like, yeah. no, come on. You know? And the, so there, that was the extent of, I feel like with the gang, the one thing I will say about them that I think they do well is they, a lot of stuff like that was handled very efficiently. And I think the way that they did characterization mainly came down to like what kind of headband a person was wearing. And what kind of, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Which I mean, yeah. it's silly, but it also yeah. can work. It where, works. Yeah. It works. But yeah, I, but no, and I, I, I'm only I'm only bringing this up because these characters seem really interesting in that scene. I'm like, ooh, I would have liked to see more. So it's a criticism of the movie. It's you know, it's it's not it's not much. It's me saying, wow, yeah. I was was kind of fascinated to see more of what was going on here. So, well, I, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, they don't get they don't get a moment like Big Ed Mustafa gets. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, like, you know, like that was a really interesting exchange between Dirty Harry and another character who's part of this world that he inhabits that felt kind of like an exchange you might see between a villain and a hero in a movie, even though that's not really what Big Ed, Big Ed Mustafa isn't really an antagonist of any kind in the film. Um, he's, he's more of a red herring for the the captain to get focused on than anything else. Um, and he also helps Harry a little bit. But uh but I thought, you know, so, so I don't know, maybe that was the reason why we didn't get that. Maybe they felt they had, they, you know it's what I mean? It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Excising the Mustafa plot wouldn't be worth giving more detail to it. Cause that, that is, a, I mean, it's only yeah. two scenes in the movie, but they're two really good scenes. Now, so. and did you see how that scene might add credibility to my Albert Popwell uh, quintuplet? Uh, theory that I was uh, I was musing about yeah because uh, yeah because he yeah. knows Harry because he says I know like, he, he he says oh I know about you but Harry doesn't yeah. know about him so I'm thinking well you know there you know if he's connected with the other two you know Popwell characters maybe that's how he he knows about Harry <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, one of these days, I'll uh, I'll make my uh my my Albert Popwell fan fiction for Dirty Harry, where, you know, there's this uh there's this whole yeah I want I want like a whole chart like with strings <laughs> on everything too. Well, you got to You got to go go all out with this. If we get to the next movie, then you'll get to see like the complete arc of of the the the, the Albert Popwell arc over Dirty Harry. It is actually an arc. It's yeah. like because he he his role grow it grows in each movie. And it becomes more interesting in each movie, and and I would argue more, uh, more he becomes more of a good person in each one. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like he, well, uh-huh. maybe not. I don't know. Maybe the yeah, bank maybe, robber was yeah. a better guy <laughs> yeah. than the family. <laughs> but, but, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think I'm definitely up for the next one just to kind of see the full Popwell arc. I might, I might be fine with skipping the Deadpool. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll De- go that far. Maybe I won't. But De- I think Deadpool I'm going to have to do one more. Deadpool is definitely. I mean, Deadpool. Here's what I'll say. I'll say this in favor of Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool is not boring. That's it. It has a yeah. lot of flaws. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll get me. To yeah, watch. it's it, not boring. I because, could. Take, I could I could stand stupid or, or any other issue, but boring it, is the thing that uh, 
It is the most bizarre Dirty Harry movie, though. It's the most bizarre Dirty okay, Harry. Okay, okay. I'll have to. I'll have to watch it. You've convinced yeah. me. We'll do the. We'll do the whole series. What did you think of Ms. Gray in the uh, in the personnel room when they're interviewing the uh, the candidates? Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. It was. Uh... I didn't really think a lot about Ms. Gray, to be honest. I mean, I was was paying more attention to Tyne Bailey's character at that point. Well, she, that. Yeah, that was. Uh, I I like that whole scene, and I and part of it is Ms. Gray. Part part of it is Tim Daly because it's sort of the scene where Harry's interest in the possibility of this female police officer serving is piqued by her responses. Like you can see, yeah. you can see the yeah, changes yeah. going on in his eyes, but I just love Miss The woman who played Ms. Gray just did such a great job of being this. She like, was very good. Yeah. yeah. She's just the whole winnowing the Neanderthals out of the department thing. And yeah. the, the fact that when she says that and they kind of close up on Harry, you realize he's got like kind of a Neanderthal like skull. Even you know what I mean? Just the, just the, the. It just was such a perfect scene, and also it was like a. I don't know. It, it was just more like they've had these exchanges between Harry and the bureaucrats in the past, but this one, yeah. I don't know. Number one, it's a return to form because in the last movie, yes, Harry was. I agree with that. You know, the the bureaucracy was actually in agreement with Harry last movie. That was kind of the problem, it, right? And that so, was the problem. The second one, the second yeah. one, everything felt unbelievable as yeah. far as his butting heads with, with, with the other people above him. And it, whereas in this, we were back to everything making sense. Yeah. Like I said, I, that's one reason I didn't like that early scene with the flower shop. Is it's mm. like, well, it, Harry's got to have Harry can't be completely stupid if you're yeah. going to bring back the realism on the side yeah. of the bureaucracy. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> So, but I, I just, that conflict is fun. And also then he gets to do the Shetland pony thing, which I thought that that worked, that worked for a number. Number one, it was just funny. It was just like a funny situation and scene, but also I really enjoyed Tim Daly's, uh, uh, reaction to the story where she's obviously amused by it. And I think that's like the first moment where she kind of gets charmed by dirty Harry. Do you know like that? I think, well, it's, her, her response is perfect because it's both amused, totally deadpan, serious yeah. answer at the same time, which is yeah. which is exactly the right answer to give. It's like, OK, I see your joke here, but boom, I'm going to give you the most perfect legal answer yeah. in the world. Yeah. And uh, that 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 was so that that was great. I, I thought that that it really set the character up well. Yeah. And that did a good job too of establishing that Harry wasn't just joking for joke's sake. There was actually like that. It's actually one of the things that maybe is a slight disconnect from the first movie, where the first movie he obviously doesn't have this grasp of the law that he has in this movie, where he, yeah. you know, he's uh, yeah, that is know, true. Um, or or he just took a, a night class between the movies <laughs> it could be. because he realized he had to brush up on his yeah. his law knowledge. But uh, but yeah, so that that scene's one of my favorites in the film. Um, that and the and the big Ed Mustafa one, I I thought that was, yeah, I don't that was just a great character. That was a great character. And uh, I don't just yeah. the, the whole way that's I love the way that scene was done too because they go in. What is it? Uhuru is that the name of his group that was yeah. in like the yeah. the shop? They go. He goes in there. He gets the information. 
Big Ed Mustafa basically agrees to help him in exchange for oh. like him kind of helping one of his guys got in trouble or something. It's is it's just a really it was a really interesting exchange between like a police officer and a guy who's got ties to the criminal underworld and seeing them kind of do like a give and take type thing. And then he, he leaves and I love the way that they drive away and then the camera pans back and you see the other police coming to arrest Big Ed Mustafa. Yeah. And <laughs> and it's kind of like the bumbling captain who's just kissing the ass of the mayor. And I don't know, I, I thought that, I because I remember like you said, your one of your big complaints last time was sort of that the, the, um, the Hal Halbrook character didn't really have a good reason for being against Harry since he agreed with him. Yeah. And this one, it, I, I loved, I loved the foil of the captain against Harry. I thought it worked really well. I, I love, and, yep. and it also felt so like so many movies have been based off of this uh, dynamic since mm-hmm. like, like the jump from the flower shop to the like $14,379, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've been on the phone with the mayors and there was some of that in the first movie, but this felt, like much more punchy and much more like you would get in like a lethal weapon movie or something, you know, like, uh, um, so, you know, I I thought that was, uh, but that scene, especially just, just the way that we immediately go to the captain leading his thing and he's completely off the mark, but the mayor then like is going to give them commendations and all, you know, just the way that it leads to all that. And then it just like kind of effortlessly leads to Harry being on suspension and so he has to kind of work off the radar and that's the moment it's it's very brief actually but that's where we kind of get the quasi love story between him and yeah and uh and what, what was Tyndale's character's name uh kate kate, Moore. kate uh yeah more that's it um so it was it was i don't know it was a really i thought and it was also a really fitting romance because it didn't pan out do you know what i mean it was a it wasn't clear where it was going it was just clear that there was a spark yeah. between them yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, I, I thought I thought that element worked perfectly. It's, uh, it, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it adds to the ending of the movie too. It, uh, it's surprising how little she is actually in the movie. To be honest, yeah. They, they but, they, but every scene she's in, she is just boom. It just it just works very well. So the movie works despite that. Well, there's like but that yeah. that whole chase scene. Where she's running around with the bomb in the briefcase that she doesn't know she has. Yeah, yeah. That, you know that scene too. That thing I like about that scene is the music. There's like this jazzy music that's almost almost playful and comedic. So the scene feels really fun, even though it's you know it's like a tense. It, there's a lot of tension in it, and yeah. there's like this you know this extended roof. It, it's a two two song scene like they play two different songs over the course of the chase that's how that's how long it seems like it's one of the longest foot chases i've seen in a film um but it ends with this like crazy situation where like the guy falls through a sunroof into a uh into a porno shoot and again this is something else that i think feels very like a lot of movies of ape this like i think of that that scene in commando where arnold schwarzenegger has the fight with coke in the motel and he's smashing Uh into the room and he smashes into a room and there's like a couple having sex in a bed it was like like that felt like almost the same reaction that the the actors in this had to the guy falling to the roof and you know it's that sort of thing where just the the characters burst into the wrong type of situation yeah, I think I think that was probably already a cliche by the time this movie came along. I would okay. think, but uh, I, I can't think of specific examples. So You're probably right. Like it, it, 
you're, you're, I'm, not, I'm not knocking it. I'm saying it. I mean, it's it's it, it's a tried and true formula <laughs> that, that just it just always works. You know. Though I will say, it, the, to to truly do it that way, it would have had to have been another movie within the past. When did when did the uh, when did they start opening up to like R ratings and things like that? It was in the mid '60s, right? What do you remember the year? When they when they started opening when opening they started like having like R rated content in movies, do you know what I mean? Like when the uh, oh, I don't know, I I couldn't give you a date on that. And, and I mean in American movies because obviously there's a difference between you know like American and English or you know yeah. European. Um, but you know, uh, you know if it was like if this was movie was made in like the fifties, it would have been like a couple in a you know with two beds. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. This being an actual porn movie is an extreme example, but yeah. I, you know I feel like it's probably like a silent movie where something's. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. And... But I think, but the thing is, I think if people watch that commando scene, they'll see that yeah. that's really similar to this one. Yeah. Like you know. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm not, I'm not arguing that it isn't because, yeah, like I, I, as I said with the last movie, there was like a scene from Miller's Crossing. Where I'm like, oh, they totally, oh, yeah, totally like got the, this shot from that. It was the one where he shoots the guy through the wall. Through the, the wall, right? yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Uh, uh, I, I think the other thing, too, that I like about this is it's a return to Dirty Harry as the as like a dinosaur within the department that the, and again, we kind of cover this, but that the admins kind of want to get rid of, or, you know, yeah. uh, you know, that again, that wasn't present in the second movie so much. The, his problem was that he was almost not enough of a dinosaur in the second yeah. movie. And in this one, we have more of that. So I thought that was good. Um, but yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I think I think all it also just felt more reminiscent of the first movie to me, even though it had its own unique qualities. Um, there was... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the return to form comment I feel is true overall. It, uh, it, I mean, it's not the first movie because as we talked about when we reviewed the first movie, to really take in the first movie, you have to treat it as its own thing. Yeah, with no sequels, and that's really the only way it has a real effect. But. But yeah, I, I this, this this comes closer to because uh, the first one made a second one. I, second one was fine, but it made a lot of mistakes more more mistakes than this really. Yeah, because yeah. like I said, the things the things I complain most about this movie are right at the beginning of the movie, and they're easy to forget once the movie gets rolling. So it's not it's not a big problem. Yeah, and 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 I think I think uh, um, I think that the the stuff that's similar to the first movie is more like like the whole thing where you know there's a ransom and he has to go off radar to deal with the problem himself because the mayor and everybody or not the mayor because the mayor's the one that's kidnapped in this case but the the, the yeah. lieutenant and the captain are going about it in the wrong way so he has to yeah. go handle it on its own um you know but and like you said i think the the ending is is really effective it's like it's it's like a stephen yeah. chow movie effective do you know what I mean you know like at the end of those like, Stephen like Chow a, like a Stephen Chow movie you know like at the end of a Stephen Chow movie they're moving but they're also there's like a a, a bit of humor it's just this very delicate balance that he somehow manages to achieve where like you can you know it can move people to tears and make them laugh at the same time and this kind of has a similar thing it's, where yeah because I mean it is a good ending where you're I mean, at the point where he's walked away from the mayor, walks over to her body, he's standing there, 
that was a good ending. Yeah. And, and then the helicopter <laughs> shows up and you're like, boom. It just, it's, it's a great ending yeah. at that point. I mean, it is, it is a truly yeah. great movie ending. And right? that, like, I, and that helicopter scene is so delicate because that could have, like, that humor could have disrupted the mood of yeah. Harry, like, you know, obviously having these emotions about her just having died. And and also the way that scene is shot with her on the ground and him standing, that's just a really good shot. Yeah. But, but somehow the humor of the helicopter scene just, it just hammers home, like, the disconnect between harry and the administration like just the it adds to the to the to it rather than take away from it it's a, um, well, well the joke itself yeah well, the joke itself is a tragic joke yeah so it just it it only makes it more of a tragedy by putting this joke on top of it yeah so yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't ruin anything it makes it makes the sad part better by yeah. by doing that yeah that's it's definitely it's definitely the case it's definitely like yeah. a, a and, and, and again it's 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 also it's 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 heavily foreshadowed even though you're still kind of surprised do you know what i mean like you know the when yeah, he first meets her you know yeah. he, he talks about it and she says well it's my ass and my my dumb luck you know it's yeah. you know so it's clearly stated that this is going to happen um and i don't know i i just i and she also has like a really heroic sort of ending where Harry, like Harry, has to respect her as a police officer at the end. Do you know what I mean? Like he can't not because yeah. she saved his life. So it's yeah. um uh, and and just the and again, it's it's again it's similar to the first movie's ending where there's this, there's you know like there's this this tragedy to it. Like you were saying, there's like you know the the, the this tragedy. Yeah. Well, you're going back to it like him foreshadowing it. But of course, the way he foreshadows it is like, oh, if you get killed you're gonna get me killed but it's yeah. like nope she gets killed saving his life yeah so. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's a, it's a turnaround on that but uh yeah it's it, it it's very effective i was uh I, I was very impressed with the ending of this movie and 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 the ending also like you said like tim daly is so um she, she's got so much charisma in this movie that mm-hmm. that you really like her and you don't want her to die when that happens. Like if, 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 if it was an, it like, you know, some of the other partners have been fine, but they didn't have the level of charisma that she had. Do you know what I mean? They, they were perfectly good actors and in good she roles. Is easily the most charismatic partner out of the three movies yeah. I've watched so yeah. far. So it's, yeah, I was, I was very impressed. And, uh, and also that, you know, just the fact that they def, they also, that, that they had the chemistry they had. It was a very, like, this is a mm-hmm. nobody. Nobody really talks about the 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 chemistry between uh, Clint Eastwood and Tim Daly in this movie that much. Like, I mean, when they talk about the movie, they do, but it's not like one of these things that it comes up when you're talking about actors who had good chemistry. And I think it's 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 one of the best examples of chemistry between two actors where it, if you didn't have that, the ending wouldn't work. Like, the chemistry is so important for that ending having having the weight and there's something uh i don't know just really charming about their whole the whole moment they have where, the, where she's like drinking the apple juice with him do you know, uh-huh. what I mean? you know the, that uh-huh. whole moment just really work and also the scene where she's kind of like where she's being very playful with him with like you know uh uh 
you know, using a lot of innuendo in some of the language that she's using, yeah. you know, but also showing a lot of intelligence in in the mm-hmm. way she does it. I thought, you know, and, and he's kind of, again, he's kind of bristling a little bit the way he bristled at Giorgio, you know, it's, it's a similar type of reaction, but she's not really backing off. Do you know what I mean? I thought, I thought that was a charming scene. Yeah. The relationship is handled really well because it's, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. What were you going to say? I don't remember, but it was just, you know, I, okay. probably, wasn't, I probably wasn't going anywhere. But I, I just think that, the, that that's what makes the movie good, is those two characters. Uh, I mean, there's other things in the film that make it good, but though, it, it, it's to me, it's one of the, it's just one of the most enjoyable Dirty Harry movies to watch. I can go back and rewatch it. You know, the, the second yeah, well, one... Chemistry, I, yeah. chemistry is the thing that makes a movie rewatchable more than yeah. it. Thing. like the people in that movie have chemistry who just put it on and yeah i yeah. mean that that would make this movie rewatchable by itself and that's and and that's why this one i think feels more like a buddy cop movie than the other ones because yeah she feels more like a buddy in the movie do you know what i mean the partners it, didn't seem important in the other really i mean they yeah. were important but they weren't important i mean she's central it's like without that that you can't remove her from this story and no. still have the same story whereas i feel like you probably could have cut those other partners out to some extent yeah well and like the first one even leaves midway through the movie almost yeah. right and, exactly. and the second one dies in an explosion in his mailbox so you know it's uh, well, I, and the yeah, second I one was good. Got, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go I ahead. actually got a little worried in this movie because I didn't remember it very well. Like, mm-hmm. so I wasn't sure if she died or whatever, but there is, there is a part in the middle where you don't see her for a while. And it started to cross my mind. I'm like, oh, is she done? Like, you know, <laughs> after, like with that last little talk they have, is like, that is that it? Yeah. But, uh, but she did come back, which of course meant she died. So, yeah. you know, good and bad. And, you know, and also it's a great scene on Alcatraz. It's just they, it's, they did. It was a yeah. really good use of the the area that they're that the movie is set. Yeah, um, I was I was on Alcatraz in August. So, it oh, was, OK. Uh, so, it was cool. I'm just like, oh, wow. Yeah. There's the social this, hall. Cool. This is like a good movie like this. Next to Escape from Alcatraz, I think are two good movies to watch back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, watch this, then watch Escape from Alcatraz. Uh, <laughs> like if you're gonna have like a Clint Eastwood night, you know, um, but I don't know. I, I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I just, I just, I, I'm just very fond of this one, and it, and it's also in a in a way that's like, you know, it's different from my fondness to the first one because the first one is so serious and such a like, you know, uh, it's just such well crafted movie, and this one is yeah. more more in the realm of just I don't know. I just have a lot of fun when I watch this one, and uh, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's, this isn't a because the first one I feel is a genuine serious movie, uh, whatever that means. <laughs> but you know what I mean. This There's is, like a this, this is this is more clearly in the entertainment realm, but it's it's still done really well. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, and again, I think the ending is what really that's the, what seals. Yeah, it. Um, yeah, and uh, the um, yeah, so so. I don't know any 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 other thoughts on the movie. I don't know if there's if anything I failed to bring up. Uh, you know, oh, um, no, I think I've pretty much tapped out all my notes here. So uh. <laughs> okay, yeah, I I uh, I think I have tapped out all my notes too. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I think even yeah, I, that's everything. Um, 
so yeah, I, 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 I'd say if I'm grading all of the movies, I won't give them numerical grades or whatever, but I, I think the first one is definitely like the best movie. The second one I like, um, this one I really like a lot. You know what I mean? This one is like, it's, it's not yeah. as good as the first movie, but as a third film in a series, it's wildly entertaining and it's got a lot of heart and it does some different things with the series in terms of the tone and stuff like that, that it just is, is like a refreshing moment. If you're looking at the series as sort of like a journey, you know, I think that this is a, can you imagine if this movie was just a repeat, not in terms of plot, but a repeat of the second one in terms of style mm-hmm. and tone, you'd, it, you wouldn't be excited for the fourth movie in the sequence, I think. If it no, were, you know? no, especially if it opened yeah. the, way, the way this one opened, but yeah. then had this kind of level of quality yeah. of the second one. Yeah. I would have been like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of done with the series yeah. now. But, uh, but yeah, this, 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 this definitely was a step up from yeah. the, the previous one. And I think the next movie is, um, it's probably what you would describe as like the most dirty Harry movie, if that makes sense. Um, you know, it might even be described as a regression from, you know, like, like in every movies like this, where you don't quite know where Harry's going to be uh, yeah. psychologically. But, uh, and also I think Clint Eastwood directs the next movie, which is another okay. reason that it's in, and it's not, it doesn't look anything like a Clint Eastwood movie that we think of today with, you know, no, there's no, a style. I not expected. Yeah. That, no. Um, but, uh, but that's, it, it's interesting that he directs it. So it's probably more, I've always taken the fourth movie to be more, that's how Clint Eastwood imagines Dirty Harry to be. That's his vision of yeah. the character. So, uh, that's a good one to sort of have to compare to the first one, maybe. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll, uh, We'll leave it there, and I don't know. Yeah, uh, I've been watching these on Amazon. I don't know where you've been watching them, but if people want to see them, they are for, available to rent and buy on Amazon. Um, I forget where I got this from. I uh, yeah, I I don't know. I got all my services on Apple TV. I just go Apple TV. Where is it? Okay. What I've been doing is I've been. I've been buying them every time we've been doing this so that now that I'll have them hopefully forever. I don't know. Maybe Amazon will take them yeah. away. Uh, I noticed Amazon took away one of my Iron Maiden albums once. So I don't know if they'll do I that. I think this was HBO actually. I think I got it through HBO uh, Max. I okay. think that's where I got it. Just okay. in, in case anyone's wondering. So I know I don't even pay for this one. So, well, I mean, obviously I paid my monthly subscription, but I yeah, have you to pay a rental fee. Um, but I think I think these movies are worth the rental or the purchase. Um, yeah, I think that definitely. It's it's also it's culturally relevant. Like you, Dirty Harry is referenced so much in like pop culture that it's just useful to see them, just so you know what's being referenced some of the time. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, this is these are very much classic action movies. I feel like. Uh, they are i'm glad that i'm watching them it's like i i i haven't seen any of these since i was a kid so it's uh, it's really really fascinating to go back and look at these well and also when i when we were kids exactly because like it's pretty similar for me where i mean i mean i i had a i went on a dirty harry marathon like over the summer or something but when yeah. i was kids when i was a kid watching these it was always on the tv like the old screen yep. tv so you didn't know like i don't know if people are simple like like things were not done widescreen on those TVs ever until yeah. like the late eighties, I think. So 
And even then, you weren't going to get a Dirty Harry movie like that usually. So you did, you had no idea how well crafted the first Dirty Harry movie was because the 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 edges of the frame were completely chopped off and it was sometimes squished, and so it looked funny. Do you know what I mean? You just didn't know that yeah. there was craftsmanship no. in the movie. No, that's true. I mean, it's like all those all those uh, westerns that Clint Eastwood was in, like Good to Bad and Ugly and stuff. It's like. You watch those on on those those TV screens with the with all, with just the picture crushed down to fit, yeah. and it was just yeah. I had no idea those movies were were so wonderful looking until they came out on DVD. Yeah. Well, that was the first time you could really get things letter screened on a regular basis. And like the same with um like old martial arts movies, like old Shaw Brothers movies. You know, like you see like you saw Come yeah. Drink with Me on yeah. TV or whatever. It, those movies looked kind of squished up and the frame was wrong you didn't know like oh wow when you see it in widescreen like this is gorgeous like this is very these are all composed shots do you know what i mean like it's a it's a very different yeah. uh different experience i think um, and a lot of times too the prints that whatever you know like whatever ones would end up uh these, these basically prints that would end up being shown on tv you know, late at night or the afternoon or whenever you were watching it, they weren't good quality prints yeah. anyway. So you're I, watching these bad prints on these terrible old TVs that we grew up with, and nothing really looked very good. I, I so, the thing I remember is how hard it was to observe to watch night scenes. Night scenes always yes. were really difficult, and in a movie like this, this 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 one didn't have too many night scenes that I recall. I don't know if it had any actually. No, it did have it did have one or two. Uh, yeah. But the other ones had way more. Um, they're already hard enough to see on those old TVs. Like you could not see what was going on in a night scene half the time. Um, no. And, and and like you said, the films they were often grainy and faded and just used. Uh, then if you like, weren't watching on an old videotape anyway, where it was even worse. Yeah. So. And it also had the effect of making like. If you were watching the movie in 1984 and the film came out like in 1976 or 1973, like these did, it made 1976 look so long ago in just like 1984. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I remember seeing movies like this and being like, wow, this looks like it was made ages ago. And it was like not even 10 years ago half the time. And you think like, well, what was made in our age that was just like 10 years ago? You know, and you're like, yeah, you, you wouldn't you would be like, that'd be ridiculous for it to be that to look that shoddy, but often on these old TVs with the prints that they did. Um, so, you know, that was, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was, it was not a great time to be a movie watcher, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it depends. Cause it was like the, the one good thing is that these things were still being shown regularly. Do you know what I mean? That was like maybe the, you know, yeah, I was only, on the most, they are they still are though on cable. If you're okay. watching stuff like Turner Classic movies and stuff like that, I mean, there's still a they're lot still of there. good old movies that are cycling around. Okay, but uh, and I will say this: you, I, I could be wrong, but I seem to remember that more movies were re-released in the theaters when we were kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember going to see older movies at the movie theater more. Um, yes, you know what I they mean. They were definitely well. It was really videotapes that kind of killed off the revival theater market. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it used to, I mean, when I was single digits in age, it was like revival movies were the thing. It's like I saw all the all the old Disney movies would play in theaters yeah. all the time. You could yeah. always 
count on something, you know, Pinocchio would come up and then, you know, the no mobile would be on the next week. And yeah. No, I remember my, it, my aunt took us to see Snow White once at the movie theater. Yep. I remember, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. But I also remember like, you know, movies like this coming out in movie theaters. And also I think yeah. there were more drive throughs too. So you, you would have, you know, drive throughs I, I feel I could be wrong. Say. I was so young when I went to the drive-thrus, but I feel like those were often movies that were not recent when you went to a drive-thru. They were often older movies. I could it varied, but yeah, you would definitely, definitely get older movies at the drive-thru, no question. But... Yeah. And, uh, and also, I remember people just having uh, projectors of their own that they would, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I remember that being a thing. Like, you know, like, I mean, it was often for like a eight millimeter camera or 16, whatever, you know, you yeah. have for a home camera. yeah. But but I remember watching movies that way. Like I saw Nosferatu on a projector as a kid at a church. You know, like uh-huh. so. You know, yeah, the, yeah. Schools and uh, and churches and stuff would always have a projector and yeah. have like movie yeah. events, and it yeah. was really exciting yeah. to be able to watch a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was at school. It was always, are we going to get like the crappy slide presentation with the beeps, or are we going to get a, yeah. a projected movie? Because the, the, the wonderful clackety clack noise. Yeah, the, the slide yeah. presentation was sad. It was it was it was such stagnant media. It was actually depressing to participate in watching a slide. <laughs> Do you remember those? They had the beeps oh, and everything. I remember yeah, those. yeah, the, yeah. Those those were just te- they they just made your stomach I sink. Could, just yeah, being involved. I, well, I don't know. You could still sleep through them at least. So they had that I, going. I, I, I could never get over how horrible those were. Even as a kid, I remember just those <laughs> bothered me. They bothered me a great deal. Um, the movies I liked. I remember when I was a kid, one of the movies they had us watch was a movie. It was at the height of Arnold Schwarzenegger mania, I think. And I remember they had, they said, we're going to show you a movie about the strongest man who ever lived. And it was wow. some, you know, I was living in California at the time. And it was some, um, what it turned out to be, was it was some guy who was important to California history, some frontiersman who I didn't care about at all. That that stuff never really interested me. Um, but it was just like his adventures on the frontier. Uh, and so, I, but I went in thinking, oh, like I think the teachers even said, like he's stronger than Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's the toughest man who ever lived. And, you know, was, they oversold it. They oversold it big time. Though there was a really good scene with the guy. He went for like weeks without water, not weeks, but he was like thirsty and hungry and he was walking through the desert and he eventually yeah. finds his men or whatever and they give him a canteen full of water. He just guzzles it down and immediately vomits up everything in his stomach. And it's it's just it was just such a, something about being hydrated and then suddenly losing it like that. Just, uh-huh. you know, because your body's not used to, to drinking water. It's been so long. I, yeah. I, I that scene always stuck with me, but. But a horrible movie, other than other than that. Um, that. So now now that we've really uh, gone on a tangent, now that we've reviewed uh, this whatever this movie is called, yeah, I don't, I still don't know the name. I'm sure somebody, if one of our our listeners knows the name of this movie, definitely let me know because I, I and and I and it's even possible I'm putting a bunch of movies together. Like maybe that vomit scene was from a whole other movie that i've just affixed to this one because it was so long ago but i'd be curious um i think that would make a good horror express theme where it's gonna do a whole month of vomit movies whole month of vom- uh, that'll that, be the theme. that that's certainly something that we could do 
Um, we could do that actually. I could put that together very easily. But yeah, I really don't recommend it. I retract my suggestion. Did <laughs> that? You thought it through? <laughs> I thought it through. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. Let's not do that. <laughs> so, all right, we'll we'll let you go. And uh, until next time, we will talk to you later.